0: You're listening to the Audacious Church podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com.
1: All right, hey! Welcome to Audacious Church, Chester. One of two services here in Chester. Our 10 o'clock was packed because we think everybody is now out for lunch with their mums. So you guys, two things: either really love Jesus that you're here at the 12 p.m., or really love your mum because she brought you here. Some people can resonate with that. I'm not looking at anyone in particular, but it is so good to have you with us today on Mother's Day. Hey, we wanna celebrate all of our mums in the house, whether you are a biological mom or you play the role of a mother in someone else's life. Hey, we salute you and we honor you. And we also recognize that today, it's not a joyous day for everybody. In fact, it's a hard day for some. And my prayer for you today is that the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding would become apparent in your life today, and that God would bring to recollection some great memories of times gone by, that today would be a day that instead of being full of sorrow, that you can laugh at good times gone past. And uh, we celebrate you, we love you, and let's just give it up for all of our our women in the house, our mums, absolute legends. Now we've got a panel today, we're in our last week of our My Miracles series which has been awesome so far and the panel went that good in the 10am, I'm pretty much cutting out most of my preach and we're going to spend more, you think I'm joking, I'm being serious, I've cut a whole point and interlude out because we finished 20 minutes over time. And if you know us, that rarely happens, right? So I'm pulling some stuff back. So we're just going to dive straight in to the Bible. It says this in 2 Kings 5, 2 to 13. It says, One day the servant girl said to her mistress, I wish my master, who was called Naaman, would go see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So Naaman went with all of his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. Now Elisha is the prophet, the man of God. But Elisha instead sends a messenger out to him with the message, go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. But catch this, but Naaman became angry and stalked away. He walked away. He thought, He would certainly come out to meet me. He said, I expected him to just wave his hand over the leprosy, call on the name of the Lord our God and heal me. Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, better than any of these rivers here in Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? And he turned away and went in a rage. In other words, he was raging. We say that all the time in Northern Ireland. He was raging. Now fast forward a verse or two. Naaman gets over his pride, went down to the Jordan River, and dips himself seven times, as was the instruction. And his skin became healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed. Now, Naaman thought it would be one thing, but it turned out to be the other. He thought his miracle would come at the waving of the arm of the prophet, and that he would be healed. But actually, the Word of God had something else in store for Naaman. God wanted to take Naaman on a journey of healing and not just heal him in a moment. Now, today we're talking about healing. God can heal in a moment. We're gonna hear a story about how he has done, but most of the time, God heals on the journey. And I think for most of us, we get so caught up in the method of how we want God to heal us, change our lives, that we miss out on the miracle. Naaman here was so focused on the method. He thought, if the prophet just waves his hand, then I'm going to be healed. But the method was to dip in the river seven times. Now imagine, here's the danger for Naaman. If he gets up into a rage, walks away, his pride would then stop him from his cure. And for some of us, God is calling us to places to respond to him in our lives. But we're so annoyed at the method, we miss out on the miracle. For some of us today, we've been up to the front in church. We've got prayed for. Fees like a hundred times. And God hasn't healed us or done what we need him to do just yet. But imagine Naaman stopped on dip number six. He got fed up or frustrated. Said, I'm packing it in. Sack this. I'm embarrassed. I've got my whole entourage here. All of my men are looking at me. Everyone that I've got reputation with are watching. I look like a mess in this dirty river soaking wet. Imagine if He had have stopped on dip number six. He would have missed out on the healing miracle that was to follow. Now, I think you guys are smarter than the 10 o'clock service. You're gonna smile and say yes at this point. The 10 o'clock service thought that we'd bring a panel on stage where everybody would talk about how they've been healed in a moment and how today God would heal all of us in a moment. Now, we're way more mature than that, aren't we, 12 p.m.? God can heal in a moment. We're going to create space for him to do that. And by the power of God, the grace of God, the goodness of God, some people are going to get prayed for at the front and are going to get healed today. But the reality for lots of us is this as well, is that healing is a journey. So we're going to bring a panel to the stage in a moment. We'll give them a round of applause. And together we're going to unpack three things that we can give God to work with to help us on our journey of healing. Healing in relationships, healing through serving, and healing through persistence. Does that sound good, 12 o'clock? Why don't you welcome to the stage the incredible Doretta, Danny, and Sarah. Oh, they're better than that, trust me, I know them. Come on. Awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, Doretta, why don't you go ahead, take the mic off Sarah, and give people a quick snapshot. Who are you? What's going on in your world? So,
2: um, my name is Doretta, um, I'm part of a family of four. Um, I have a husband and two teenagers, and I'm a community pediatrician at the Cancers of Chester Hospital. <laughs> awesome.
3: Danny, over to you. Uh, my name's Danny. I'm part of the Garrett family, as a few of us, so you might know one of my family members. I work at Argos, I do Audacious College, and I've got an incredible first touch at football. To be confirmed.
0: He's so humble, I love it. Uh, hi, I'm Sarah. Uh, I'm married to Joel. Hi, he's there. That's good, that works. Um, hi, babe. Uh, I'm married to him, um, and I have the blessing of working for church, which is awesome. And uh, I have three cats and uh, my babies.
1: So today is actually Mother's Day for Sarah as well. She's a cat mom. Do they get you presents?
0: I really hope so.
1: Let's move on past that really quickly. Joel, there's still time. We can put on a track. So Sarah thinks you're playing keys. You can slip out right now. I'm kidding, all right. Doretta, you shared some absolute gold in the first service and we want some more of that. So no pressure, right? But uh, to say this last two years, that relationships have been a challenge is probably the understatement of the century. I tell us a little bit more about the last two years, a little bit more about relationships.
2: Um, so during the COVID lockdowns, something incredibly powerful um, was lost. And this was the inability to have close proximity with others um, and to be able to develop a, a relationship with each other. And um, many of us may have um, gone through a period of low mood um, as a result just because we um, didn't have um, the contacts with people. Um, and some of us, since the COVID lockdown, have struggled to go back into society. We've struggled to go into community, and it's as though um, we've forgotten or lost the the meaning of being in a room together. Um, and I suppose today, if you are waiting on a miracle in your mental health, uh, maybe you may be struggling with your mood or anxiety, um, the default response is when we are struggling and feeling low or anxious we can you know avoid connection with others and um, isolate ourselves um, we may go on um, watching church online or we may not um, rejoin teams or or not join in small groups um, but in James 5.16, it tells us that we should um, confess with each other, um, we should pray with each other, and through that, we will be healed. And a prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. But the very thing that we try to avoid when we are struggling that contains the God-designed healing properties. Yeah.
1: Wow, so good.
2: Hey, so there's clearly there's power in
1: relationships, right? Yes, Tell us a yes. little bit more about that.
2: So um, in Romans 12, verse one and two, it encourages us to um, be transformed by renewing of our minds. And usually when we think of this text um, in renewing our minds, we think about changing the way we think. But there's another way that we can get our minds renewed. And this is by, you know, having or being in a community with others, interacting with others, and through that, our brains are being remolded, um, healed, and being transformed. And we come back this with an attachment theory and neuroscience, um, which tells us that we are all born and we all need relationships. And it gives an example of a baby um, that is born. The brain of the baby is about a quarter the size of an adult's brain and it has many cells, but very little connections. And then by the age of two to three years, this brain now has 90% of the adult's brain size and has very few cells and numerous connections. And this has come as a result of lots of interaction that the child has received, maybe from the parents or people around the child with uh, providing love, affection, and, you know, giving attention. And these are all parts of relationships. Um, And I know, or we know that, you know, some people may not have um, experienced the early life relationships but we also know that the brain is has something called neuroplasticity which means that our brains are not fixed and they keep changing and developing even in adult age and so if we are being in community a healthy community with people then we will be you know having a change and gets healed in that way. So good, so
1: good. What I love is that community, it's God's idea, yeah but it's like science has later caught up. Yes. The, the NHS, I was gonna tell us more about this in a second, have now got and are offering relationships on prescription,
2: right? Yeah. So um, the NHS um, has a, um, it's a, a high level of support that it gives to Um, those who are struggling with uh, mental ill health. And it's called therapeutic community. So it's community which is literally prescribed um, as a treatment for people with mental health needs. And in this community, there are people that um, attend daily for almost a year and they learn how to navigate healthy relationships. Um, they reflect and um, express their their thoughts and feelings. They manage and work through conflicts. And they try to um, um, be responsible for their acts and behaviors. Um, but in uh, some, I think I'll just try and get that verse. <laughs> um, some i think it's psalm 56 68 sorry verse 6. it says that god sets the lonely in families amen he leads out the prisoners with singing but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land so this word is very powerful because it's fantastic that in audacious church we already have you know made uh, communities, And this is in the form of uh, small groups Where we can establish authentic relationships with each other So uh, we would encourage that if anyone is not yet in a small group If they can get engaged in this Because that's where you meet other people You, you will um, be able to share You'll be able to pray together And um, you'll be able to develop as well so. Awesome. Let's get up for Doretta. Amazing. All
1: right, Danny G. Healing and serving. Right, you've actually had a moment in church where you got prayed for and you've got healed. Tell us about that. So um, this is back in the Crown
3: Plaza days. And now in the first service, I couldn't tell you the exact date, but I've been told off by the mother in the in-between. It was the Sunday after my 14th birthday. That's when the healing was. So I was gluten-free. I couldn't eat anything nice, basically, pasta, biscuits, cakes, etc., etc. And we had Tim Hall came in and he did an altar call for healing. And I just kind of felt that nudge where I was like, oh, I need to go up, don't I? I was like yeah so I went up I went down in the spirit prayed for me and ever since that moment I just like prayed and believed that I was healed so that night I went home and obviously when you're thinking all the things I couldn't eat you're thinking oh did you have a sponge cake or whatnot I went home and I had garlic and coriander naan bread and it was absolutely unreal and I was completely fine and I've just been believing and praying ever since that it's right and yeah that's in the moment for me and he's still
1: eating garlic and coriander naan oh, to this day. At least once a week. <laughs> at least once a week with all the pizzas as well on a Wednesday when you're in the office. All right. Danny, there's this myth in, in the life of church, right? Is that in order to get rest, get well, get healed, you've got to withdraw, right? This, this myth that I've got to work on myself before I help other people. I've got to pull out a team. I've got to stop what I'm doing and just focus on myself. What are your thoughts about that? well it's just
3: a myth really because it's obviously quite easy to see that in the natural like you feel tired you need rest but it's really interesting in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9 to 10 it says my grace is sufficient for you it says my power is made perfect in your weakness and as humans we can obviously obviously correlate strength with sorry power with strength but with God and in his kingdom we all know that sometimes that doesn't always correlate and he's a bit different and so it's actually in our weakness he is strong so when you're actually kind of struggling maybe you're a bit tired or you've got other things going on it's actually the best time to serve because then you're not doing it in your own strength you're doing it in God's strength and then it kind of shows that heart posture and it's kind of like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna relate to Argos here so if our customer comes in they're being rude I don't want to serve them but I know that I've got to serve them do whatever I can to get their item it's kind of like that when serving because there's times when I'm feeling just shattered I'm like ah. Oh, I don't want to, but there's healing in that. And yeah. um, for example, a couple of weeks ago, I was at um, the Culture Summit, where loads of pastors and world leaders come from around us is in Manchester. And I was serving with a few of the college people. And I think I got back on the Friday night at about half one in the morning. And then I was on kids for 8 a.m. set up on the Saturday. And I just parked up, I was like, God I'm weak I need you I need you and um, like I love doing kids and all that but I love all you guys kids when I'm doing that like I did it last Sunday but they're all the pastor's kids so they're just a different breed but no I'm joking they're all good they're all good but yeah I was like God I need you and so I just thought, right, I'm just going to step out and do what I can to serve you in whichever way is possible to facilitate an event where people are going to learn from you. And I had an incredible day. We got to build better relationships with the people from college, got to get to know all the Manchester team. On the way back from Trampoline Park, the kids, we did um, Sweet and Sour, you know, where you wave at the cars because all the cars are in traffic because it's Manchester. And we got, like, great moments where people are honking the horns, waving, cheering up their days. And I'm walking back with these kids and I'm like, they're telling me about Jesus and I'm telling them about Jesus and it's just incredible. But in that um if at 8 a.m that morning I just sucked off like oh god I'm tired I wouldn't have needed his strength for me to move for him to move and have that breakthrough and all those incredible memories
1: so yeah That's awesome mate. now this isn't just God's idea not just pulling out Bible verses me and apply there's been tons of research done in the healing properties of volunteering yeah us about that yeah
3: it's really cool it's like you were saying and the was saying before it's funny where 2000 year old bible is backed up now by science and there's another verse this is from 2 corinthians chapter 1 verse 3 to 4 it says praise be to the god and father of our lord jesus christ the father of compassion and the god of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we receive that we ourselves receive from god and then when you take that in a serving context, so you receive that blessing from God, and you're like, oh, God, I'm going to do whatever I can to serve you. And then you're getting comfort from um praying for others and serving the house and it's kind of like a circle going on which is really interesting so the bible's saying that and then you've got scientists and a study that was done that people from chronic pains um, mental or physical had an alleviation when serving and it's incredible like when you've volunteered, there was another study done there was a decrease in blood flow sorry a lowering blood <laughs> pressure which uh, in turn de- yeah that'd be terrible wouldn't it <laughs> that'd be awful <laughs> Yes, which in turns creates a decrease in stress, which we all know that's amazing. And there's a reduction in isolation, which in terms really helps your mental health. And it's going back to what I was saying before, at Culture Summit, where I got to know the Manchester team and kids team, or get to uh, build a better relationship with college. And like, I'm on the um, youth team with Pastor Josh and Abby, and I'm almost in tears of laughter every Friday night. It's brilliant, me and Gabe, always like cracking the jokes and whatnot. And you also get a really good sense of gratitude when you're serving as well. I'm just gonna shout out Pastor Lee, Pastor Sarah, Joel on keys, Pastor Josh, Pastor Alexandre, Laura, uh, Julie, you guys are all amazing. And you, Cause you get to put in that environment where you get to see what everyone else is doing. And you kind of see and sit back and go, wow, God's really moving and everyone's really pulling together for this. And that in turn, you get real
1: physical and mental benefits from that. Awesome. Love it. Sarah Hawk, Healing in Persistence. Bible says this, Acts 2.22. It says, day after day, the early church met together in the temple and in each other's homes. So every day there's a rhythm, there's a persistence, there's a continuity. Tell us a little bit of the power of ordinary habits in your life.
0: Absolutely. Um, So for me, it was kind of, i've had a big u-turn in my habits so kind of 20 uh, do you know what the last years i don't even know what year it was i give up um it's 2022 now isn't it okay good anyway um i decided that i needed to be healthy i needed to work a way of living my life in a much happier healthier place so i did a number of things and um the first one uh (laughs) i turned to was food um I got in a really unhealthy place with food in terms of McDonald's was just too easy and right around the corner from church and um, I decided to start now I didn't go on a diet I decided to have healthy choices and there's a really big difference in your wording there I didn't restrict I learned about food I educated myself and um, I found that eating the right things massively changed my mood like massively changed my mood. Um, it made me happier. It made me more energetic. It made me less lethargic. Um, yeah, it massively gave me a turnaround. As well as that, uh, sleeping. I mean, it's all the, the kind of basics, but they're super, super important. Um, if you don't sleep, you don't have energy. You know, I want to live a fulfilled, energetic, overflowing life. I want to be able to be full of energy because that's, I'm full of joy, right? And if I'm not sleeping, I've, I struggle with that. It's hard. People, Joel will tell you, a sleepy, a grumpy Sarah is, is not pleasant. And so I, I got an app on my phone, really practically. Got an app on my phone which helps me fall asleep. It wakes me up in a sleep cycle. Um, it can dramatically improve your way of life, just learning how to sleep well. Um, there's a really great quote that I want to read to you, actually, from Dr. Caroline Leaf says that sleep is like the street sweeper of the body, and it's essential when it comes to our brain health. Sleep helps the mind, brain, and body regenerate. When you go to sleep, you're kind of going into a housekeeping mode. Everything is cleaned up, which helps you prepare for the next day. You know, you've got to think about it that way. How are you going to be the next day? How do you want to wake up the next day? You know, are you prioritizing your sleep? Are you prioritizing when you go to sleep? How you wake up? Um, the other thing is, relaxing well this is a great list i love it i'm being told to relax i'm like okay but in the bible it's really clear god has a sabbath day i mean it says in the ten commandments it says in genesis it's like blindingly obvious that we should have a sabbath day and actually i think church we need to be really um what's the word yes that Intentional. Is, that is exactly the word see we just. I love it we need to be really intentional about making sure it's the sabbath day we take a day of rest because god teaches us to that which means that's the way we're designed to be which means he says i want you to have a day of rest so it's not just like a oh i can have a little nap on an afternoon it's like no a sabbath day a day of resting in him a day of just like breathing out and just resting one of the things for me as well that massively made a difference in my life was um, I go to the gym. Thank, thank you, thanks, Church. Yeah. Um, no, I now uh, I can't believe those words have come out of my mouth. I love exercising. Um, I've found a really good routine. I go four times a week. Blah 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 blah. Um, but it has turned my life around. Um, it it just absolutely gives me routine. It helps me think about my body more. Helps me understand my body, how to help myself, how to better myself. Um, And so when you combine all these different things in an everyday lifestyle, and then you spend time intentionally encountering God, all these things will lead you just so much closer to the everyday miracle, you know? Um, And I know for me in the prayer and fasting that we've been in, um, I gave up social media, which won't lie, it's been really hard, but it means I've been encountering Jesus more and I feel so much better for it, it. so much better for it.
1: Love it, last question, everybody
0: say last question.
1: Still with us, good. Share a little bit more about the journey of healing and persistence.
0: Um, So I I have a a journey with mental health, I'm very open and honest about it, I'll talk to anybody and everybody about it, Um, basically for the last seven years I've been uh, walking through having depression and anxiety, Um, I've sought counselling, I take daily medication um, and that's kind of me where I'm at. And do I have faith that I'm going to be healed? Absolutely. Yes, I believe I have faith I'm going to be healed. Has it been a long seven years? Yes, it's been a long seven years. But that doesn't mean that God isn't working. I literally read this this morning, church, in my devotional. It says this, The Lord isn't neglecting you and hasn't forgotten you. He's working in the unseen on your behalf in every single moment. Your responsibility is set your heart on him and trust that your life is in safe hands, in all powerful and loving hands. Church, my miracle is in motion. Just because I I still have low mood days or I really battle with anxiety doesn't mean that I'm not, it's not happening. Doesn't mean that God's not at work. Doesn't mean that he's not moving. I have to be persistent. So all those things I've put in, in my life, all the exercise, the eating well, all that stuff, that's my miracle emotion. That's already happening. I can do those bits to allow God to do even more, right? And do you know what, church? Even if... This doesn't go, even if this is still a journey I'm going to walk on for the rest of my life. God gives it to me as a testimony that I can say he's still good. And, and if that's it, then that's enough.
1: So good. Hey, let's thank our panel. Some incredible wisdom. Awesome. Oh, come on Audacious Church. Let's thank our panel. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Awesome band, you can jump back up, help me out. Hey, stay standing where you are for a moment. We're gonna pray in a sec, but for some of us today, the healing that we're looking for is found in those three things. It's found in small groups, relationships. It's found in serving, healing and serving, volunteering. It's found in the persistence. And right now, we really wanna encourage you to take one of those things away, that you don't just come to church, Here's some great stuff and go back and everything's the same. Take something, apply it to your life and watch the healing that God wants to bring in you and through you. And for a lot of us in this place, I guess healing is much more than that. We need a touch from God. There's some stuff going on in the world that we can't do on our own strength. We need God to come and bring a miracle, to come and provide, to come and heal our body come and heal our mental health, to come and bring strength to our knees, release pain from our body. And the good news is that's the God that we serve. Naaman served the God in the Bible, uh, asked Him to dip seven times. And what happened on the seventh dip? The leprosy was gone. Maybe for you it's today's the seventh dip. Maybe you've never come to the front at a church and had somebody pray for you. Hey, watch what God will do on the other side of your faith. Maybe today you've looked at many different spaces, places, looked at many different things, avenues, trying to find healing for your body. Make a choice today to come to the God of heaven who loves you, is for you, cares for you, has plans and purposes for your life and watch what only He can do.
0: Thank you for listening to this audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online, every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.